Hey everybody, welcome to Canines on Duty. And uh, you know, today I just wanna have a conversation with you. I don't have a particular topic in mind. So I just kinda wanted to just chat a little bit about everything that's going on. Um, I think with the, the pandemic going on, there's just, there's a lot of people that are discouraged. There's a lot of people that are bummed out. Businesses are closing down. People are struggling. Um, yeah, this is a serious situation for a lot of folks. And um, it's taken some adjusting. Um, and if, if you've watched my videos before, you know, I always talk about how, you know, our behavior affects our dogs and things like that. And I've tried to give some advice based on what I've gone through um, as far as like dealing with my post-traumatic stress and some of the different therapies that I went through and some of the things that I've learned doing that, not just studying psychology, but actually experiencing some of these different, um, you know, processes to help me change my thinking. And one of the things that I've learned how to do was to always find the good in the bad. And sometimes that's really, really challenging to do. Now, if you notice, I'm not actually wearing my Canines on Duty shirt because I happen to be going through one of my bags out in the garage, my old sea bag, and I found this sweatshirt. And any of you guys that were in my platoon, you'll see this was one of our very first sweatshirts that I got when I made it over to the sniper platoon. And I have it to this day. So for me, that was a big deal. And uh, it's kind of even really cool to see my wife walking around wearing it because eh, she looks better in it than I do. But uh, you know, that was just one of the, finding this sweatshirt, something so old, so insignificant to some people was a big deal to me, you know? And I have my updated ones and I have the series of shirts that we designed as a platoon over time. but just to look through that bag and just i totally forgot i even had it and when i found it like my insides just kind of was like yeah that's awesome because i worked hard to earn this shirt all the guys did and let me tell you i served with the best marines on the face of this planet in my opinion granted i'm a little biased because they're my blood brothers but man you know if any of you guys are watching definitely want to thank you for your service and uh for serving with me putting up with some of my my craziness at times and also dealing with some of yours too though let's be real here we were all a little nutty back in the day but you know when i found this it just made me think back to the good times i had with my with my brothers uh when i served in the marine corps and it was just such a cool place to be and it's again it's something so small i mean this thing is it's old i had to wash it it had some mold growing on here because it had been sitting in that bag so long but man, when I found it, it just, it struck this gratitude nerve in me. And I was just thankful for just finding something so small, so old, but something that really meant a lot to me, had a lot of significant value. And man, I was on a high for a couple days just finding this. And so I, I guess that's kind of the message that I wanna to send today is that look for those small things. Um, you know, I've read like The Art of War and, um, you know, granted a lot of psychology books because that's what I love studying and reading about and researching and all that other stuff. But there's, if, if you're not looking 
for the good things, you're not gonna find them. So if you're totally focused on the negative, that's what you're gonna find. You're gonna keep finding more negative things to complain and to bitch and moan about. And the truth is, if you wake up every day focusing your brain on what good am I going to experience today, the brain tells the eyes, keep your eyes peeled. And that's where you begin. You'll go into a place in your garage or your house just like I did that you normally wouldn't have went into and you're gonna find that one tiny little thing that's super insignificant to some people but very, very important to you. And in that moment, you're gonna feel this sense of gratitude because if it weren't for the quarantine, you probably never would have went into that place. It could have been years before you discovered this thing that triggered those good memories that you have. And so I've learned to wake up every day expecting, and I'm not perfect at it, but I, I try to wake up every day expecting that something good is gonna happen today. Something is gonna lift my spirit. Something is gonna help me to look at this entire situation with gratitude, with being thankful that, you know, and that's exactly what I thought, to be honest with you. I thought, you know, if it wasn't for being quarantined, I, w I wouldn't have found this. I wouldn't have went to the garage looking for my green screen that I've been doing my other uh, videos with where I have the slideshow and I'm in front of the slideshow, that can only be done with the green screen. So I was actually looking for that green piece of material to go around the frame that I built and that's when I found this. Had this quarantine not happened, I may not have found this cool old relic of a great memory. So um, yeah, I just really wanna encourage all you people that are watching and tuning in and listening, Look for those good things. Don't view the world and, and your situation as your glass, glass is half empty. View it as it's half full because that's gonna trickle down from you into your family. And let's face it, we're stuck inside with each other all the time. Who wants to be fighting all the time? You know, I talk to police officers all the time and I can tell you firsthand, almost every officer that I've talked to, the number, the number one thing that is on the rise since the quarantine is domestic violence cases. And why? Why is life really that miserable that you have to take it out on each other? Or is there just a bunch of people that got into a relationship or married to somebody that they shouldn't have been? I don't know. You know, but I feel like it's because we're stuck inside with each other. It's, and if our mindset's not right, it's easy to let something really, really tiny trigger this big explosion of anger and frustration or jealousy or whatnot, who knows? Um, one of the things that we try to do here in this house is every day, we do a group text with my wife and, and uh, her kids, which is my stepkids, and we send a gratitude list five things that you're grateful for today. And it's hard to do sometimes. It's, it's really hard to do um, when you're like, okay, well, I've, I've already been grateful for my family. I've already been grateful for working vehicles. I've already been grateful that we have a roof over our head and food in the refrigerator and in the cupboards. And so you begin to run out of things to be grateful for, so you think. But then you begin to think deeper in it. You know, I mean, I'm thankful that I have the ability to speak so that I can do these videos. I'm grateful that I have my eyesight. I'm grateful that I can hear. Maybe not that great. That's probably why my wife has to tell me things more than once. 
Saturn up. She was mentioning something about that. I really wasn't paying attention. Just kidding. If you're watching, babe, just kidding. <laughs> I listen to everything you say. Um, yeah, um, so that's really my message for today. I wasn't even sure where this video was even gonna go. I, I really, I had nothing today. I had just, I knew I needed to get on here and I knew I wanted to share something. I just didn't know what it was and I thought, hey, just hit record and let it go. So here we are. So I, I really hope that, I, I hope that I can be an inspiration to, to people, not just in the dog industry. Um, that is my number one thing is to inspire people to think and feel differently for the sake of their dog because of everything that I've described in some of my other videos, the emotional contagion and social referencing and all that. But I think the situation has gotten greater than just dog owners. I, I feel like this situation is impacting everybody. So because I care so much about other people, I want to open this particular, this particular video up to everybody. So maybe you have somebody that's not a dog person and if you find what I'm talking about to inspire you, share this video with somebody else. You know, if you know somebody who's stuck inside with their family and they're not coping well, maybe send them the link to this video and have them watch it and maybe they can change their mindset and find that one little thing that just brings that little tiny piece of joy and hope in their life and just make at least that day better. You know, I used to plan ahead. Well, I need to be happy a week from now, so what am I gonna do a week from now? And it got so chaotic in my head trying to plan all this out. I just, I've learned through my therapy and, and going through the, the PTSD therapies that I just need to be focused on today. What, what, what can I do today? What can I do to lift my spirits today? What can I do to put a smile on my wife's face? What can I do to, um, you know, do I need to call somebody that I haven't talked to in a while? I have plenty of time now, so no excuses, right? Um, you know, I, I've made some phone calls with people that I, I just, I've been busy and I haven't reached out to them, but I've had the opportunity to do that. And it was, it was actually really nice connecting with people, which also brought a little bit of joy to my life and I felt accomplished. Um, I know there's a video shooting around on YouTube somewhere about this. Um, I believe it was a Navy general. Yeah, it was a Navy general and uh, I think he was a general or an admiral or something like that, but um, he was in charge of SEAL teams and he talks about making your bed. And he talks about how when you get up, just accomplish something the moment you wake up and that shifts your mind. Um, something I've recently learned studying one of my psychology books is that you can lie to your brain. So for example, if, let's say you have a crappy night's sleep and you wake up and you're feeling groggy in the morning. Did you know that the moment you accept it and you say, oh, I had a terrible sleep, I'm in a bad mood, then yes, you are gonna behave as if it were real because it is real in your mind. You actually didn't sleep. But there was a study where they said, if you lie to yourself and you say, nope, I slept fine, even though you didn't, your brain not, doesn't know the difference. And that's what I teach in one of my psychology classes. That's the biggest limitation of the subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind can't distinguish between a real event or something that you deeply think about. I mean, that's what hypnosis is all about. It's shutting down the judgmental portion of the brain, which is the conscious mind, because it's creative, and really focusing on the words that the hypnotist is saying. That's all it is. People think that hypnotism is some weird mystical thing and it's actually not. All they're doing is tapping into one of the limitations of the subconscious mind. I mean, think about it. 
You have an argument with somebody and three weeks later, you're not even near the person, they're at their house, you're, you're in your house, and you're just going over the argument in your head, and you're thinking about all the things that you should have said, or you could have said, and what happens? The argument's not actually happening, but your heart rate begins to increase, right? You start pacing back and forth, you start getting angry and like, dang it, why didn't I say this or that? Next time this happens, I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. Why are you getting so worked up? The argument's not actually happening. And it's because the subconscious mind doesn't understand that it's not actually happening. Subconscious mind is designed to prepare you for the thing that you're thinking about. So if you're deeply thinking about it, the subconscious mind is gonna prepare the body for a fight, even though it's not actually happening. And that's why you see an increase in anxiety and heart rate and blood pressure and all this other stuff. Well, imagine thinking like that all the time right? Imagine thinking that the world is out to get you. You're always going to be in a state of stress and anxiety and high blood pressure. Why do you think we have so many diseases like that? Congestive heart failure and, you know, uh, high blood pressure, which can create all kinds of problems with your heart and, and your circulatory system. All you had to do is change your mind. All you had to do is make a choice to stop thinking negatively, to start looking for those little tiny things that bring a little bit of joy to your life. So I just want to encourage you to look at the good. What is good about your life? What, what makes you happy right here, right now? And some of you are watching this saying nothing. I'm stuck at home. Like now I got to go out and go shopping because my refrigerator is running low. And now I run the risk of getting coronavirus or coronavirus or whatever. And we get so angry and bitter, but it's like, well, how about cool? I get to get out and enjoy a ride. You know, maybe I'll take the long way to get to the store and I'll turn on my favorite song and roll down the windows if it's nice. It's actually pretty decent here in uh, Mass today. It's almost 60 degrees, it's slightly cloudy, but man, you go outside, it'd be a great day to crack that window, let that fresh air come in. You know, being able to see the trees driving down the back road and just putting your brain into that place of peace and serenity. Like, that's good. Yeah, walking in the store right now with everything going on, nobody wants to do that, but you have to. If you want to survive, you have to. So why not find the good in, in that even? And it's not easy to do, trust me. I've been practicing it and sometimes my brain gets the best of me and that's when I got to take charge. I got to remember my Marine Corps training that you know, I've got to make, make it happen in my head. I've got to force myself to stay tuned in, to stay focused, right? Improvise, overcome, and adapt. Any Marines out there, you know that one very well. <laughs> so yeah, I want you guys to be encouraged. Improvise, overcome, and adapt. Take charge of your thoughts. Find the little tiny good things in every bad situation and watch what happens. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. It's no different than riding a bike. Now when trouble comes my way, I'm much more calm. Where it used to be I might slam my fist down or slam a door or a cabinet. I've even broken things before in a fit of anger. Why? Why did I let those tiny little things disrupt my entire life? or my family even. Is it my family's fault that I'm in a bad mood? No, maybe sometimes, you know, maybe they did something, but even, even still, even if they did something, shouldn't I be an adult man and understand that my family's not doing this on purpose? 
they're struggling just the same way as everybody else is. And being that we're all cramped in the same home, maybe I did do something that rubbed them the wrong way that triggered the frustration. You know, how many times do we actually stop and look in the mirror and say, you know, maybe I could have said that differently. I think sometimes we spend too much time protecting our own ego and it's so hard for us to say, you know what, that, I really started that one. That was my bad, my bad. And not to mention, you know, what about when you are upset at somebody in your family? Letting this go for 48 hours, 72 hours, is absolutely absurd. You know, I've learned to, and trust me, this didn't come easy. I struggled for years trying to get to this place. But I tried to evaluate very, very quickly. So if I have an argument with somebody that I care about, or even somebody that I don't care about, the first question I ask is, could I have done things differently to prevent this outburst, this, this huge, massive conflict? Is there something I could have done different? And if I truly evaluate, it used to be that I would say, no, no, I couldn't have done anything different. They're just jerks. Well, then I learned how to look in the mirror a little bit deeper, a little bit harder look past the flesh and get into the mind. And I realized that, yeah, my tone of voice sucked. My facial expression, you know, I can get pretty intense and my face scowls. I'm like, no, I'm fine, I'm not pissed. But my face and my tone of voice tells a completely different story. And so the person receiving those messages is going to interpret that and say, oh, well, if they're pissed off at me, well, I'm gonna be pissed off right back. And this whole vicious cycle, what if I just handled the conflict with, with love and compassion and a little bit of empathy to say, hey, I get it. We're all in a bad mood right now. Could I have done things differently? Yeah, yeah. Even if I didn't start it, I'm still gonna find, I'm still gonna ask myself, you know, could I have done something differently? Now, don't get the wrong impression. My wife and I, we get along great. We rarely argue, but, but still, there are those times where even the dog will get under my skin, you know? With uh, the constant whining and please throw the ball. He's a Malinois, so that's like 99.9% .9 of his life is throwing the ball in my lap, looking, throw it. And some of you, I know what you're thinking. Why aren't you supposed to be the dog psychologist? Why don't you pick the toys up? Isn't that what you preach? And the answer is, yeah. I've tried that and all he does is sit there. He knows where we put them. He searches for them. I literally can hide them high up in a cabinet and he'll be sitting in the kitchen staring up and just whining nonstop. So we give him those things to occupy his time because obviously we're doing things like this. The, you know, I'm shooting videos, I'm creating my um, dog psychology um, extended class for the K9 FTO program. My wife is working full time and so we can't just throw the ball to the dog all the time so I get frustrated but then you know I stop and think and it's like sometimes when I'm at my worst when I'm really frustrated he senses it and he comes over and he just lays his head on my lap and just petting him and seeing that those that look in his eye just really calms me down so I've learned to say even in the middle of his his whining and his persistence to just want to go 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 because that's the nature of a Malinois. Um, I think back to those times where, man, when I've been frustrated, like even when my wife was going to work, if I was frustrated about something, he would sense that frustration. And it was like, he was like, it's okay, dad, just calm down. Just look at me, just touch my soft ears and w watch, watch your frustration just go away. 
and I start thinking about those things and it's like, okay, I guess it's not so bad. You know, yeah, it got bad there for a moment. But then when I force myself to stop and think about those positive things, that's when the, the frustration in the moment begin to plane out and go away. I was talking to another trainer friend of mine uh, from Marshland Canine. Uh, so if you're listening out there, uh, Mr. Mike, um, he, we talked a little bit about um, Qigong Tai Chi. Now I have a long history with martial arts. Um, I was in special operations in the Marine Corps as a scout sniper, pretty good with my hands. And I got into like cage fighting for a short period of time. Um, and uh, I'm like, man, I'm not going to that, back to that traditional like whoa stuff. But I thought, you know, man, I'm stuck in the house. The only person that's gonna judge me is my wife and she thinks it's cute. So um, what the heck, let's try to figure this out. And man, I'll tell you what, when I wake up in the morning, that's one of the first things that I do in the morning is I, there's some YouTube beginner videos and I just begin to go through the movements and instead of focusing on it as a, a self-defense because I, I don't necessarily agree with like traditional martial arts and really opening yourself up, I, we were taught not to open yourself up. So there was like, for me, there was a lot of conflict in doing this, but I didn't, I chose to perceive what was going on a little bit differently. So instead of thinking about this as well, I'm doing this for self-defense. I said, no, I'm doing this to get my mind right, to get my mind telling my body what to do and how to behave. And I found it's very calming. And as you take those deep breaths in, and they say, push the energy down and throughout your body, I could almost just feel all that pent up energy just be distributed throughout my entire body. And I begin to feel better in my head. See, I think sometimes we're afraid to do things like that because we don't think it's gonna work and so we just don't even try. Well, I chose to think about it differently and to force myself, let's try it. Let, let me do this 10 times. I set an expectation. I'm gonna do this 10 times. And if I don't like it after 10 times, then I can, I can put it down. But at least I can hold my head up high saying, hey, I tried. I tried something to make my current situation a little bit better. And let me tell you, it's been great. I'm actually pretty addicted. I'm, I'm getting ready to buy a Tai Chi sword and I'm gonna go through all that stuff. And again, I'm not doing this for looks or for popularity. I'm doing this to help center myself so that I can be in charge of me. I'm not gonna let situations and circumstances determine who I become. I wanna take charge. I've already been down that road and it didn't end well for me. So I wanna take charge by using this whole pandemic as an opportunity to work on the areas where I'm lacking in my head and to experiment with new things to find the, the good in the bad, right? Whether it's Tai Chi, whether it's going through some old boxes, finding an old relic and remembering some good times. So yeah, I want to encourage you shift your mind. If you're struggling right now and you're dealing with more depression and frustration or sadness because you're stuck inside more than normal, look, it's not pleasurable for anybody. If your business is hurting, what good is in this? You know, there, there's always good in there. So you just got to work at finding that good. So that's the challenge I have for you. Find the good in the bad in every situation in your life and watch how your life begins to take shape in a more fulfilled manner. So please give that a try. I'm rooting for you. 
Donna and I, we're here for everybody. It doesn't matter if you have a dog or not a dog. I, I feel like we have a great message. Um, as I'm going through my therapies and my training, I'm learning how to help people see things a little bit differently. And it's not because I'm, I'm better than anybody. It's in fact, I'm just learning it myself. And if it works for me, some knucklehead jarhead, then I think it can work for other people. And I just wanna share that with you. So be encouraged, have faith. This isn't gonna last forever. So look for the good and the bad today. And until next time, stay safe, watch your six, and as always, Semper Fi.